Hey guys, this is Adam from the podcast and you are listening to Quick Clips. Quick Clips are condensed versions from one of our previous podcast episodes, featuring some of the interesting things our guests had to say. If you want to hear the full episode, we'll have it in the show notes below. And with that, let's start the show. I would like to go back to just young Jeremy. What in the world gets young Jeremy interested in painting cars and wanting to be in, in the body shop? I was four years old and we started doing a side business uh, of woodwork and toll painting, just an arts and crafts business. Uh, if you guys aren't from the South, toll painting is a type of brushwork, uh, hand painting and whatnot uh, that you find a lot down here. When you were younger and working with your mom, it sounds like it's pretty fair to say that she was the one that kind of taught you about being detail oriented and um, watching all the, that everything plays a role into what that final finish looks like. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, you know, with, with her, with the painting, and then my dad also with woodworking, because whenever you get to woodworking, you got one shot. <laughs> You're not working with metal. You can't throw an extra weld on there, you know, and regrind it down or whatnot. You know, you can't weld on a new piece. Um, so dad was, dad was particularly anal because he knew he only had one shot. Mom, mom was anal in the fact that she wanted everything precisely how it could be, but she also understood more so than my dad, I think, that accidents happen. Nobody's perfect. And it's how to work around those to, to make it work for you. So if you're doing an art piece, well, we're just going to make this go this way. We're going to make a shadow over here, or we're going to put, make him, or if we got a glob of paint or something right there, well, as soon as you go to wipe it off of some of the, uh, some of the acrylic paints, it's going to smear. Yep. So what do you do with this? Well, this one's now going to have a bow tie or something. And mom, mom was really good with that kind of stuff. So ad-libbing on top of stuff and just bringing out the artsy side. How in, how in your later years did that mentality of, you know, we made a mistake, but we're going to try and make the best of this mistake. Did, any, did that mentality ever play a role for you in your auto body career, like your painting career? Like, is there an instance in which you can remember like, uh, you didn't paint something quite right, but then you kind of like just went with it or did you just kind of scrap it and start all over again and try to make it as perfect as possible? I learned, you know, it, it's, it's weird. You know, everybody thinks that you learn these life lessons as you're growing up. I'm here in my late thirties and here I am still learning life lessons. You know, you, you never stop learning. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I learned from him was we fail forward. You're, you're always going to fail and if you're not failing, you're not learning. The, every failure is a chance to take, take what you learned, what caused it to fail, what messed up, improve on it, and go on to the next one. And fail forward. It's, it's, it's such a great saying. I absolutely love it. But, yeah, every, every day in the paint shop, man, uh, <laughs> when, you're, when you're working in the shop, things are always going to go wrong. Uh, there, there is no picture-perfect scenario. You can spend all day long cleaning a booth, cleaning a car, making sure everything is washed out, tape it up to the nines, wipe it down so many times, blow it, tack it, clean it, all this stuff. First coat of sealer is full of trash. It happens. It is, yeah. it is and, and again, anybody who's listening, hand to God, y'all understand exactly what I'm talking about there. It happens. Part of being a painter is being an everyday problem solver. You, you've got to be able to understand the situation of what you're working with, um, what issues arise if, you're, if you kind of veer out of the parameters of what you're supposed to be doing, um, and what causes different things. It could be chemical reactions. It could be something left onto the surface. It could be, hey, I'm blending this door, and now there's a smudge up here, and I'm about to pull clear. I'm about to start clearing, and it's at the end of my panel. What do you do? 
it's it's all these things that you learn just over the years. So it's 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 legit just every day in the booth. <laughs> you you grow and learn and and that's what I think makes somebody a really good painter is being detail oriented and the lessons that they learn from day one. I have been extremely blessed, thankful, lucky, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I have had three main mentors uh, in my career uh, that have been, it's, it's, it's really weird because it's been in every section of my career. Oh. Um, early, early on, uh, I had been painting for maybe, maybe two years, like full on as a painter myself, um, learning, well, well, I guess I don't need to do it that way um, because, you know, <laughs> the boss was too cheap and wouldn't send me to, to school or what, you know, it's just no. things you learn. And yeah, so, I mean, I want to do this. So you do it until you find somebody else that's hiring that will, you know, teach you stuff or, uh, or agree to go to school or whatnot. I, I'm going to this PPG school and Tony is a guest speaker there. And I just started just berating him with questions. Nobody else is asking questions. I, I had the gift of gab. I want to know. I have a hunger to know. I want to know details on why stuff works. And I, nobody asked a question. Boom. I asked my question. He answers. Looking around. Nobody else is asking a question. Boom. Arm goes up. I just, I was one of those guys. And, and it turned into a really awesome friendship because he took the time to educate me there in the middle of class about isocyanates and the damages that can be done, uh, the importance of wearing fresh air, uh, fresh air hoods and whatnot to protect yourself. You only get one set of lungs to protect yourself from those isocyanates, breathing them in and how a charcoal mask isn't going to you know, completely protect you. And he wasn't trying to give me a sales pitch. And, and that's where I think a lot of my loyalty towards SADA comes is from that, that one day in that training center with Tony. And then we just kept in contact over the years. He never tried to make a sale to me. He never tried to, he was legit. When I asked questions, he was taking his time to make sure I understood, dude, this is serious. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's because it's been an awesome friendship all these years later. You always want to be able to reach out to people that a, you trust, but B you can share your, how do I want to say this? You can share your good times and your bad times with, and, and they don't think anything different of you. You know, and, and that's, that's a hard thing to do because not many people will do that. Uh, it's, <laughs> you get judged so often. Uh, you want people that are going to legit celebrate with you when you do something awesome. Something happens that you've worked your ass off for. Uh, and and that's, that's what I've got is I've got a core group of friends now who have been right there by me the entire time, and I celebrate them like they do me. It, it's been absolutely awesome. I felt we did more as a community and actually helping people. Uh, we, we helped each other out. We had people that were coming into the industry that only had just a little bit of experience, um, you know, helping them get their feet under them and getting going. Um, we, did, we did a huge fundraiser that I was, I really wish to replicate one day uh, for Wigs for Kids, where we donated, I want to say it was like $2,300, $2,400. Uh, to Wigs for Kids, and I donated it. I did a separate live stream just to show the camera, you know, on the screen and whatnot. I, I had done a, I had start, I wanted to start veering off and doing more, you know, let, let's talk more of people, you know, just in the automotive field. And I felt like I kind of pigeonholed myself into that, into that niche of, of yep. booth talk being, obviously it's, it's about, you know, paint. So <laughs> I, I never, I never could figure out an easy transition other than just completely renaming it. But I felt that if I renamed it, 
it would lose everything that it was. So yep. it's it's. Yep. So I, I, I completely agree. Being able to, t- there's so many stories out there and so many good people just within the industry and other industries just to talk to. It, it's a lot of fun just being able to hear them and just put their story out there for folks. Conversation style goes so much easier and you get to have some more, so much more fun because you're not bound to constraints of, I have to ask this question and I can't yep. veer out of, I want to know what he did. You know, screw it. I'm an open book. Let's have fun. That's, that's the fun part of it. It takes so have, much time have, and energy uh, to do these, and, and don't even get me started on doing YouTube videos. Hats off to guys who continually do YouTube videos. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I did it straight for about two months, and uh, I yeah, no, I can't keep up with that. I, I've got yeah. I've got stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, Adam from the podcast. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. Just wanted to ask you a quick favor. If the show has brought you value in some way, would you mind giving us a review and sharing the show? It really helps the show get out there. Also, if you are looking to expand the services that your shop offers and you want to do more than collision work, you should really check out our company, Clarity Coat. Clarity Coat is a peelable paint that allows body shops to offer color changes cheaper than a repaint while still looking like real paint. You can also offer clear protection that has no edges and is sprayed instead of laid. Unlike vinyl and PPF, Clarity Coat can be sanded and polished so you can give your customer the exact look that they are wanting. If you are looking to expand your shop services, go to claritycode.com and fill out our Become an Installer form. All right, let's get back to the show. You wouldn't hitch your wagon to a horse that you didn't believe in. Um, so there had to have been something about AccuDraft that you like. I I graduated, like I said, in the middle of COVID. You know, everybody's locked down. Nobody's really doing anything. Uh, and then this happened, gosh, last year. So now we're progress on into 2021. Um, while I was working at a shop a couple years ago, uh, they had two, they had a whole AccuDraft setup. It was a brand new shop, uh, only about a year old whenever I went to work there. Uh, they had two AccuDraft Titans, uh, which is one of our, our higher production uh, uh, booths that we have. Uh, they had a mixing room in between, and then they had another mixing room set off behind it along with two Magnum 5000 prep decks. They had a single, and then the other one was a double. Uh, the prep Jeez. decks, uh, for any of you guys who don't know what the prep decks are, uh, they're basically a paint booth, but they're not designed to do a lot of painting in them. They're designed to do limited paintwork, so they're just curtains, so they're not completely sealed off. So the Magnum 5000 is, is basically just for prepping cars, majority. And, you know, they had this awesome setup. Heck, yeah, I'd love to work here. These are great. Brand new, you know, smart booths, you know, this and that. Cool. Went to work there. I uh, They had had a couple issues with uh, the, the painter that had been there previously. Um, went through, and it's amazing what happens with a booth whenever you actually keep up with, with filter changes and maintenance and stuff like that. Um, a paint booth at the end of the day is nothing more than a ginormous air pump. Air goes in, air has to go out. If it gets stopped up anywhere in between, you're going to have issues. And that is across the board with any paint booth. Now, you get into different filtrations and stuff like that and the different filters that are used and how. Story for another time. Um, It's a very neat position to be in because you have this bird's eye view of you look at a situation that's going on in a shop and you're like, oh, yeah, been there, done that before. And then you can help them if they're willing to be helped get past this sticking point. 
Um, you know, and that's that's one thing that comes across uh, through social media. So, uh, social media is a wonderful thing, but it can be toxic as well. Um, <laughs> Can't imagine. <laughs> we we wish social media could be all sunshine and rainbows, but uh, that is unfortunately not the case as what as the world we live in. All right, that does it for today's quick clips. If this episode has brought you value, would you mind giving us a review? Also. If you would like to learn more about Clarity Coat and what it can do for your business, please visit us at ClarityCoat.com. See you on the next one.